in the morning when you need the news that matters most. They can kiss my fucking ass right downtown and print it. You need the front page. All these mother editorials. On the press box. They're really, really behind you around here. My fucking ass. With Graney and Bischoff. Rip them mother Rip them touchy suckers like the fucking players. I need VAR. We won this race. Really? Oh, we won. Our chicken's beak is across the finish line first, and they gave a second. <laughs> I need VAR. We. This is ridiculous. We the won beak this race. Made it? You yeah. won oh, it by we a won beak? this race. Oh yeah, we won. Oh. Right, oh, we won. There's no doubt in my mind. Finishes. We won. Yeah, this is brutal. This is a nightmare. Unbelievable. We right. replayed the race. All right. Here's the front page. Donovan Williams will play on Wednesday for UNLV. They play at Fresno State. Donovan Williams has missed three straight games with an injury. How good can UNLV be if they're fully healthy, Ed? Did he play against CSU? No. That was oh. part of the reason why that was such a shocking oh. win. They did not have Donovan Williams in their biggest win of the season. I mean, if they can win there and he's not playing, I think they could pretty much play with most teams, if not all, in a neutral. Should be able to. Should be able to play. And you know where that conference tournament is. Well, that hasn't helped them in the past. No, but I mean, no, hasn't helped them. Uh, <laughs> that's the funny thing about it always being a UNLV. People say, no, it's such an advantage. I'm like, when's the last time they won that thing? It's been, I think it's been eight years since they've been to the semis. No. I think that's to right. To the semis? I think so. I don't think they've made really? the semis since one of Dave Rice's like second or third years. It's been a long time. They're not good in the Mountain West tournament. No, I know that. I just, I'm a little good. surprised they haven't made it to Friday night in eight years. I think it's eight years since the semi. Not even the. I mean, the finals for sure. I think it's been eight years. Right. Dave Rice, I think, lost a Mountain West Championship game, but I think it's been eight years since even the semis. I think since that, it's been, it's been a long time since this team even just wins a couple of games in the Mountain West tournament. They they are always quarterfinal exits. Well, if, if you they, can go into Fort Collins and win without him, I would think on a neutral you can play with most anyone. Now I'm gonna. Take back how far. Go ahead, Danny. When's the last time? So I'm not sure about the semis. Obviously, they went this year, but 2013 was the last time they made the championship game. Which is the last time they made the NSA tournament. They were runner-ups to, they lost to New Mexico by oh. by seven points. Sure. Red jacket and net around the neck. Yes. That yes. year. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's the last time they even made the semis. Uh, 2000. 10 they lost to san diego state in the championship and their last wow. win was 2008 against byu they went back to back and that was in denver what well, was 2008 in denver pepsi center i think those were the years it was in denver so yeah thomas and mac doesn't really help you lv very much they don't do much better i don't care about him next question wyoming is ranked 22nd in the country by the way uh highest ranking since 1988 for wyoming they are the highest ranked team in ken palm at 31 one spot above colorado state they're 21 and three how the hell did wyoming get so good that guy's done a terrific job i'll tell you what he's been there like two years now because last year you kind of saw them playing well at the end in the conference tournament and everyone said wait till they get there next year um Maldonado's really good. The big Ike is really good. I mean, the, I, I've i watched him, sadly, I guess, because I don't have anything else to do in my life. I think I've seen them three times. Oh, you live, have? That's more than me. And they're good. Okay. I mean, they're, I think they're the best team. I mean, good for them. I've seen approximately half of basketball from Wyoming. I will say Colorado State. Yeah, I will say, the free throw, yeah. I will say the one concern I have, they have a whole bunch of close wins. They have yes, a ton of wins by like three and four points. 
generally and, speaking, you're going to start to lose a lot of those games. And at elevation, they've been great at home. Now let's see what they do when they get here, and there's a lot less elevation, and we'll see what they do in a neutral court against people, and especially with those play close games. The running Rebels on their home, well, not home floor, home building. Uh, they changed the atmosphere. <laughs> you got that front row of media. Everything's changed over there at the Thomas and Mac. Wow. Sorry. Um, I got you. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm very confused by this. Aaron Donald got asked about retirement and he said, he's just living in the moment right now. Aaron Donald's 30 years old. He's not retiring. He's not retiring. It's like Sean McVay. And again, I, I saw that I'll about Sean McVay. He said, we'll see when asked if he's well, coaching. Th th that question. I think that question is preface this. Do you think you're doing it when it's six, you're 60, when you're 35, 36, you can't even see to 60. So, yeah, I don't think Sean McVay will probably be coaching when he's 60 either, but he's only 35 or 36. Why are these questions? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't get it. This isn't Aaron Donald this isn't is a guy, 30 this isn't, years old. This isn't Tom Brady where you ask him every year, oh, you're 43, you're 44, you're going to retire now. Would Aaron Donald actually retire no at chance. 30? Not at, this, not at this level of his game. He just won the Super Bowl at the top level of his game. No chance. He has no, there's no chance he's retiring. But I, I don't know. Here's the other thing. Where did the question come from? Like, why would that question right, be that's in your what I don't mind? Understand. Like, and, why would you say that? Yeah. And they've He's asked. 36. Yeah. And Aaron Donald's been asked that in Sean McVay's. Well, yeah. Sean McVay was asked, are you going to coach the Rams next year? I don't think it was specifically retirement for Sean McVay. But I don't, for both of them, I don't get it. I have zero idea why either one would be asked that question. Like, both of them are just fairly young and on top yeah. of their profession yeah. at the moment. Like, Aaron Donald's best defensive tackle in the sport like if you could pick one defensive player to have on your team most people would start with Aaron, yes, Aaron Donald. Donald and he might retire is no it, chance is there a slight rumor out there somewhere no I don't think so I think they just asked him that no idea I don't know where that's coming from I would be stunned if Aaron Donald Did they asked him that just because he won the Super Bowl it's like oh you're gonna go out on top <laughs> start asking that to every player that wins the Super yeah. Bowl you're done you're going out on top rookie, rookie lineman it's, it's my first year <laughs> I haven't even cashed the check yeah. Oh, Next question. Standing in your corner. Next question. Odell Beckham tore his ACL in the Super Bowl. Uh, he is a free agent this offseason. What do you think his contract looks like? Mm. He's 29. Uh, had a, Did well with the Rams. Um, but on an ACL at 29, 30 years old, he's probably lost a lot of money. I think he gets a contract, but he probably lost a lot of money with the ACL. Probably stays with the Rams, right? Yeah, that makes this mo more likely. Maybe, he just maybe stays a lot with the of Rams. incentives. Guess. I mean, if you're if you're signing Odell, I whatever. Guys come back from ACL injuries, I guess, sooner than right. than we're used to. But if you're signing Odell, you're signing Odell Beckham for 2023 and 2024, right? right? Like you might get him, I guess, at the end of this season, assuming how quickly he recovers, how bad of a tear it was. But in reality, you're I mean, signing look the what guy. Joe Burrow did. Right. In reality, you're signing the guy for 2023, 2024, most likely. So, yeah, I mean, I guess Rams make sense. It's just a I, – I feel really bad for Odell Beckham. Like, he got out of Cleveland and was good for the Rams, right? And they win the Super Bowl, but he gets hurt in the Super Bowl. And, you know, he still was a part of winning the team, still going to get a ring and everything. But, like, he – I feel like there's probably a little bit of uh, – him not feeling like he realized the dream as much as he thought he would because he got hurt in the Super Bowl. And now you're a free agent and you have a torn ACL. Right. Like it is 
It went very well for Odell getting out of Cleveland and then just probably the worst case scenario outside of, I guess, also losing the game. Worst case scenario for Odell since then. I feel bad for him. Next question. James Harden will not play in Sunday's All-Star game. He won't play with the Sixers until someone, until sometime after the All-Star break. Uh, Sixers just trade one player for another that both can't play. <laughs> Is he just mad? It's, they say he has a ha- hamstring injury. Is he just mad he got picked last in the... Uh... <laughs> In the, in the with the Durant and LeBron, nobody wanted him. At the end, LeBron's like, "All right, you left me him. I'll just take him." Well, he missed what was it, two or three games before he got traded in Brooklyn, right? And that was a lot of people looking at it, like sort of accusing him of being like, "Oh, you're sitting out because you want to be traded." Because you know and, you're gonna, yeah, right. But now he's in Philly and he's still not playing for the Sixers, which wouldn't make sense, right? If he was just trying to get away, then he'd be playing for the Sixers, and he's gonna miss the All Star game. Maybe there's something maybe to his hurt. injury. Or maybe the Sixers are doing a solid and they're like, listen, we'll hold you out for like a couple weeks, make everybody think you were actually hurt, and then come back. It'll be fun. Well, you don't have to play in the All-Star game. Do you uh, – I haven't talked NBA with you this while well, you've been gone. Uh, Sixers, you think they should be the favorites in the East now that they have Harden and Embiid? No, I don't. Really? No, I don't. Who is? Mm. I still think Brooklyn is. Really? I still think Brooklyn is. The problem with saying Brooklyn for me is Kevin Durant's currently hurt. Kyrie Irving plays in half the games, and Ben Simmons, yeah. they still don't have a time on him when he's coming back. But I think Durant's back. They certainly have a shot. If you... Man, Kyrie Irving going to play all the games? God, that is such, such a pain. <laughs> unbelievable. It's, un- it's unbelievable. We're going to go into the playoffs, and Kyrie's going to play half the games. If you told me they had those three for every playoff game, I think I'd agree with you. It just feels like they're going to get... At best, two and a half. What would be best case scenario for the Nets since Kyrie can't play in home games? Would it be that they finish in the bottom? Yes, five? they want to be like the five seed. That so way that they can get four. That road way, games. yes, they always play road games. They get Kyrie for four instead of three in every uh, playoff series. Yeah, they want the five seed. They are going to tank to the five seed if they start winning like, too many games. So Kyrie t- means more than home court. Probably in the NBA. Probably. Like I will say this of the top three. In the standings right now, Heat, Bulls, Cavaliers, I do believe in the Sixers more than them. Like, I, I don't, like, I see those top three. I'm like, I don't think those teams can win the NBA, can get through the East. So I do believe the Sixers, I, I believe in the Bucks more than those teams. So the Bulls are very bad defensively. Uh, their defensive rating is outside the top 20 in the entire NBA. Yeah. DeMar DeRozan's been awesome. I think it's like seven straight games of 35 points. He's been incredible. I don't believe in the Bulls. The Cavaliers, their net rating is very good, both offensively and defensively. Like, they're, they're, they, there's everything about them says they're a good team, except for the fact that the Cavaliers and Evan Mobley, Jarrett Allen, Darius Garland, like, oh, those are the best players. So it's hard to believe in the Cavs, even though the numbers say they're pretty good. I would probably lean towards the Bucs as my favorite in the East right now. Like, Bucks, Sixers, and then. Healthy Nets are up there, if not some combo of Cavs, Heat, and and Bulls. And Man, you know, that's a great question. Nets are seven seven back right now. Oh, they've been terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll get to this one. The UNLV Lady Rebels have won 10 Man. straight games. Their longest win streak since 2004. They beat San Diego State over the weekend, 76-67. Currently first place in the Mountain West. I don't do the bracketology just yet, but... Well, I assume they're in right now. Uh, are they good enough for an at-large? No. 
they're not that league isn't good enough. I, I don't I'm not asking you. This was this the was league. two weeks ago. Uh, they were projected as a 13 seed as the winner of the conference. One bid Mountain wow. West UNLV 13 seed. Wow. Now that was three wins ago. Maybe they're 12 seed now, which puts you near potentially the in right. at large team if you don't get in. But the problem with the problem with asking if they're an at large team means they don't win the Mountain West tournament. And if they right. don't win the Mountain West tournament, then they have a bad loss. And that bad loss probably sinks them. And so, yeah, they, uh, yeah, probably not. UNLV, even with as good of this season has been, they're probably going to have to win the Mountain right. West tournament. So updated bracketology, they're playing Texas as a 4-13. Okay. So there's still a 13. Yep. Wow. Yep. So that's the Ten straight right win. They can win the rest of their conference regular season games. And if they don't win in the Mountain West tournament, then they probably won't make it. Probably not getting in. They'll be close. I think if they win the rest of them, they've, they've got a, they probably have a legit shot because their record will That'd be, be so like, gaudy. That'd be like 14 straight. Yeah. Their record will be so gaudy. But yeah. yeah, it's certainly possible if they don't win the Mountain West tournament, they can have a ridiculous record and not make it. Coming up next, we jump back into the NFL. It's the Press Box on ESPN 1100 and 100.9 FM. I got some fun stats for you. Last 20 seasons, this one courtesy of Josh Dubow. Last 20 seasons, 20 NFL teams have played in the Super Bowl. 12 have not. Also, from my sports update, Five of the last 12 Super Bowl teams missed the playoffs the year before. Atlanta, Philly, San Francisco, Tampa Bay, and Cincinnati. The Bengals are the fifth team since 2000 to go from last in their division to in the Super Bowl the following year. So, here's a question for you. Which last place team is going to the Super Bowl this uh, next year? I'm going to have to see the last place teams here. I will let you know. I've got them right here. All right. Um, the Baltimore Ravens. They're going to the Super Bowl. Going to the Done Super deal Bowl. if they get healthy. I'm looking at the rest of them. Well, it's not Detroit. Uh, <laughs> and I don't think it's Seattle. So I'm going to say the Baltimore Ravens if they get completely healthy. And that's a big if because they were so hurt this year. So Ravens, very good bet there. The Denver Broncos, I think, have a good shot if they were to land Aaron Rodgers. Okay. If they landed Aaron Rodgers, then I think we're looking around and saying that they've got a chance. Um, those are probably the only two, um, right? Like, well, not Detroit, uh, Giants, Panthers, uh, Jags. None of those teams. Not the Jets. So it's really Ravens, it's Denver, or, Ravens, Ravens, or Broncos. Right. Now, the other part of that of those fun facts was teams going to the Super Bowl that simply just missed the playoffs. So not just last place, but just missing the playoffs. So you have Denver, you have the Ravens. Would you put the Chargers in that group? Could you see of the Chargers back to the playoffs? No, no, of going to the Super Bowl after missing the playoffs. Could you see the Chargers going to the Super Bowl? I don't know. The the hype for them every year is so much at the beginning of the year, and now it's going to be even more with Herbert in the third year. I'm going to say no. I'm not saying they're not talented enough, but the hype for them is so much each year that I just don't believe in them anymore. Okay. Okay. You, you don't believe in him. I do. Okay. It's now Justin Herbert. It's not Philip Rivers anymore. It's now Justin Herbert. So I think they are, like, if you're looking at teams that missed the playoffs that could conceivably go to the Super Bowl, I think the Chargers are on that list. Um, 
outside of that, the Colts, I think, depending on what they do at quarterback, they uh, there's reports that they're going to try to trade Carson Wentz before March 15th uh, because of a bonus or a guarantee that gets kicked in there. If the Colts get a quarterback, if I'll, I'll tell you this, if the Colts got Derek Carr, I think they'd have a shot. That's a good roster that just doesn't have an answer at quarterback. If they got Derek Carr, I think they'd have a shot. I don't think they'd do it because the AFC stacked, but I think they'd have a shot. I think the Falcons, because you don't know what's going to happen with Tampa Bay and New Orleans. Yeah, you're and just talking about getting. You're just talking about getting to the playoffs. No, the Super Bowl, but sure. I thought you said. Oh, I well, thought you said just anybody get, can get to the playoffs. I mean, the Bengals got to the playoffs after being terrible last year. But like, if we're uh, talking about a team that could make a run of the Super Bowl. I'll Falcons back off there. I, th- I thought you were talking about the playoffs because I think there's such up in the air now with Tampa and New Orleans and that and that division. Division might suck next year. Yeah, that might be a terrible division. Yeah. Um, so the Falcons might win 12 games and we might yeah. think they're good, and, yeah. then... <laughs> and then they lose in the first round, like Tennessee. <laughs> That'll be fun. So it's uh, somehow the NFL is really good at this parody thing. They're phenomenal at this. Like in all seriousness, it's what they wanted all along. This time last year, what were we doing with the Bengals? Oh, four, 11, and one. We well, weren't saying they're going to the Super Bowl. Zach Taylor is 16 games under 500 as a head coach in the regular season. The Bengals have to go 17 and 0 next year for Zach Taylor to have a winning record as a head coach in his fourth season. Yes, 17 and 0 to get a winning record, and he's been to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's an incredible league that allows that to happen. The other part that's fascinating that the Bengals made it is they did it in the AFC. Because I think you, if you look next year, Brady's retired. We'll see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. I think he's going to end up staying in Green Bay and at least playing one more season in Green Bay. But we'll see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. The NFC is so wide open. Like, who's gonna, who is the best team in the NFC next year? Is it the Rams? Cowboys? <laughs> You knew I was going there. Packers? Well, if he if he plays and Devontae Adams gets tagged and they're all back, then yeah, I think they probably I think the Packers are probably the best team. But on the AFC side, it's pretty easy it's to look at it and Kansas say Kansas City and Buffalo. Kansas City, Buffalo are one two. Yeah. And then you can throw uh, even even the tier two out there is the Ravens. It might be the Chargers, might be even the though Chargers. you don't think they're very good. And oh, I think they're good. I just, I'm tired of the hype. I'm tired. <laughs> probably of the Bengals, right? I think it's fair to put them in tier two at the moment. Uh, yeah, I, I saw it. And I'm, you probably saw this pro football focus afterwards. Um, I thought it made a great point and we don't know because he's so young. He's only in his second year, but they said there's a very good chance. It's the only time Joe Burrow ever makes a Super probably. Bowl just because of the young quarterbacks in the AFC. Yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's highly likely the Bengals don't get back to the Super Bowl for a decade or right. two or what, whatever, whatever like it takes this era. I, that might be right. It. Because you look at what the bank, how the Bengals made the Super Bowl. First off in the regular season, the Ravens, the best team in their division got obliterated by injuries, right? They had guys on back-to-back plays in preseason tear their ACLs, right? But Ravens had the most man games lost in the NFL. If the Ravens stay healthy, the Ravens are the favorites to win the division next year, not the Bengals. The Ravens are going to be the favorites to win that division. So, A, you're already not winning the division, right? Winning the Super Bowl is a wild card is much harder. But then you just look at their path once they were in the postseason. Not that they didn't beat some good teams, right? They went through the one seed and the two seed. But they won a bunch of close games. They didn't blow out anybody. They didn't even blow out Derek Carr and the Raiders, right? Like, Derek Carr could have tied that game instead of throwing a pick on the last play. He could have tied that game. 
they won a bunch of close games in the postseason, which is, you know, it happens. Teams go on good playoff runs, but that's not really a good sign of, oh, yeah, this team's really good because they beat the Titans by a couple points and they beat uh, the Raiders by seven, right? So if you're Cincinnati, there's a lot of things that point to, like, that's that's the team that we hear about every year. Oh, they went to the Super Bowl and then they missed the playoffs the following year. That's the Bengals. Yeah. Bengals are absolutely have a shot to do that. Now, with a seventh playoff team, yeah, they'll probably be the second best in the AFC North, and that'll give them a really good shot to be a wildcard team at the worst. So they still have a decent shot to make the playoffs, but I, I think it's right. I wouldn't shock me at all if the Bengals, hell, it wouldn't shock me at all if the Bengals didn't win another playoff game with Joe Burrow. Like they make it, you know, every other year for the next seven or eight years and just can't win a playoff well, game. Especially with all those quarterbacks in, that, in the AFC. Right. I mean, like, they could play Buffalo, Kansas yeah. City every year for the next five yeah. years in the postseason and might not ever win one. So it's a it's a great league. Like it's one of the things the NFL does so well is you can all in all seriousness, you could be a Raider fan right now and think, yeah, you could win the Super Bowl next year. Not that realistic, but you could do it. You could at least get there. You I mean, get there. You get there. The Bengals got there, win a bunch of close games. Yeah. Raiders were better than the Bengals in yeah. 2020. And now we're looking oh, around yeah. after the 2021 season. We're like, wow, the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. Why can't the Raiders do that? So, well, because they're going to wait a year and do it in Allegiant Stadium. That's a good point. Oh, they'd blow it. They'd blow it if they won it next year. They'd they be, can't do that. It'd be horrible if they won it next year. <laughs> Where's the Super Bowl next year? Arizona. Oh, close. Well, close. Kyler's trying to force his way out. So, are the Cardinals going to win? <laughs> Why is Kyler forcing his way out? He's got a guaranteed Super Bowl trip. It's because he wants to go and play for the Aviators. Does he, though? The A- does no. he really? No, he does not. Hey, he's, he not on a, he's not on a 40-man roster. He can go play in some minor league baseball. It's true. How great would that be? He deletes all his Instagram posts, and then he just shows up playing like minor league. Not No, not even minor. He's in like uh, one of the Mexico leagues right now. <laughs> One of the winter, like, Dominican Republic <laughs> leagues. Do you know how great that would be? That'd be awesome. You're like, ah, Kyler Murray's playing in the winter Dominican <laughs> league. And I was like, what? Be a phenomenal. So Kyler Murray forces that. Which, by the way, have you, you've seen that, those stories, right? Kyler Murray deleting all his Instagram posts. What a great story. You know how much I love that? That he's off social media? That he just deletes all but two Instagram posts. Do you know how much I want Derek Carr to delete all but, like, one random Instagram, one quote from his brother? <laughs> I don't want the brothers deleting anything. Because they're so outrageous, well, they they're so outrageous with their statements, and it's just laughable. Well, the David brothers Carr, are funny. David Carr did delete his tweet that said, "Well, Derek Carr is going to be the most deser- yes. deserving MVP we've ever yes. seen." He deleted that one. Didn't leave that. I one like up. the brothers tweeting. They're out of their minds. They are. I mean, completely crazy and when it Mark comes to Davis, their brother and 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 everything else to do with that team. And Mark Davis wants to trade David Carr away. Yes. yes. <laughs> I like Derek. I like Derek. I don't know about this David, uh, David guy. guy. He keeps going on NFL Network saying how we got to do more for Derek Carr. I, I, I wonder who tells Mark Davis that stuff. Uh, he's watching. You think so? Yeah, I think he's watching. Really? I don't know about he's that. He's got David Carr's NFL Network schedule and it is appointment television that. for him. He loves when people talk about the Raiders, right? Yeah, he and does you know, do if, that. Da- if David yes. Carr's on TV, you know yes. they're talking about the Raiders oh, yeah. at some point. He'll somehow bring the Raiders his, into it. His brother's coming. He'll be like, but yeah. Have nothing to do with it, and he's going to bring the Raiders Stafford had a nice no-look pass. I've seen my brother yeah. do that in the park with Zay Jones. I mean, Josh McDaniel's going to have <laughs> ask his quarterback to make every throw, and Derek can do that. <laughs> coming up next, Charles McDonald joins the show. We're back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff, live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios. Joining us now is Charles McDonald. You can follow him on Twitter at Four Verts. And Charles, I shouldn't say you're with For the Win anymore. Uh, 
I mean, I'm off all this week, but my last day is on Friday. So, no, not really. Okay. All right. Next week. Next week, maybe we'll figure out where Charles McDonald is going. But you can find his work. Um, no, not next week? Okay. Well, no, no, no. Next week. But I think we might miss it on the radio show. Because oh. I, I think it's either going to be Wednesday or Thursday. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Charles McDonald, you can find his uh, old work at For the Win, and we'll find out where his new work is uh, sometime in the near future. Um, okay. I want to start with asking you, how do you think Quentin Spain handled the loss in the Super Bowl by tweeting through it? Oh, so bad. I mean, <laughs> that was just embarrassing, man. It, it, it It's like he got so lost in trying to prove something that he just kind of lost his mind. Like the, the, the fact that he <laughs> had the audacity to tweet that he didn't get beat or like he kept somebody quiet uh, all game long when he gave up the pressure on the last play of the game <laughs> uh, to, to basically end the Bengals Super Bowl hopes is just utterly remarkable. And really, I mean, since that Titans game, or maybe it started before this, uh, He's just been on a rampage on the internet, and now he's just uh, tweeting through it. But you know, you you cannot say, you know, that you played well or you know you were quiet or no one got past you all night when literally the play of the game that everyone is talking about right after the game is over uh, is you getting your butt handed to you by Aaron Donald and the game ending. And not only did he lose in such a way where it's like he he barely even got a hand on him. Uh, like if you go back and watch the play, and I'm, I'm, I know that a lot of people have uh, looked at this now, uh, but C.J. Uzoma wide open in the flat on fourth down, which was where Joe Burrow was uh, initially trying to go with the ball. Uh, and then, as a lot of people pointed out, Jamar Chase just absolutely roasted Jalen Ramsey down the sideline. Uh, so, you know, you either have a surefire conversion on fourth and one uh, or – uh, long touchdown to absolutely win the game at the end of the game right there. Uh, but, you know, according to Quinn Spain, he didn't get the, even though his mentions <laughs> are filled with thousands of people showing the same exact Aaron Donald video where he gets beat so fast that Joe Burrow doesn't even have time to throw a, flat, a, a route into the flat that takes two seconds to hold. Why is it, and we were talking about this earlier, and maybe it's after a championship win, they asked people who played really well, why would it even be questioned of Aaron Donald? Are you considering retirement? Um, well, I mean, because there there were reporters, there were reports. I think before the game, uh, I don't remember who who had it. Maybe it was even Rappaport before the game uh, that he was considering retirement. Honestly, his answer after the game kind of validated those uh, reports because he was just like, you know, I'm just going to enjoy this moment with my team. We won the Super Bowl. Blah 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 blah. You know, he he didn't outright say that he's going to come back. And, you know, to me, this is kind of interesting because I think it's going to be um, more common, I think, as, as like, the superstar, you know, I, I guess as we move into, like, this, this next era uh, of the NFL, you know, I'm, I'm not sure, maybe, maybe outside of quarterbacks, but I'm not sure we're really going to see a lot of, you know, Tom Brady, Andrew Whitworth type guys, especially if you're Aaron Donald. And really, outside of just, like, and I think that, you know, love of, the football, love of football is is a perfectly fine reason to keep going. You know, wanting to get checks is a perfectly fine reason to keep going. But at this point, like, what does Aaron Donald have to prove to anyone on a football field? I mean, in college, uh, 
He won basically like every single award that a defensive lineman or a defensive player can win in his last year. And he was a Pro Bowl his first year in the NFL uh, in 2014, and he's been first-team All-Pro every year uh, since then. And now he gets to walk off not only as a champion, but making literally the two biggest plays in the game uh, to help win. So, you know, I would be pretty disappointed to see Aaron Donald uh, leave the game. But at the same time, he doesn't have anything left to prove. He's only 30 years old. As we all see, he can still move around uh, like the best of them. So, you know, I, I think that he's kind of looking back at this like, all right, well, I've got my family. I've got generational wealth. I've accomplished everything that a player of my position could accomplish in this game. Uh, and maybe he feels content with walking away from that. Do you think we could see more Patrick Willis type retirements then? Guys that say I've I've made generational wealth, I've had the level of success I want to have, and I'm I'm done at twenty nine, thirty, thirty one years old. Yeah, I mean I I I think I've <laughs> I guess as we start to become, you know, more and more aware of uh what this game does to your body, you know, I I don't know that guys are you know, as committed to playing as long as maybe, you know, people were in the past where it's just like football, 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 until I can't do it uh, anymore. You know, I remember when I was covering the Jets for the New York Daily News a few years ago, um, there was a game it was before the pandemic where they were, uh, they were, you know, <laughs> I-, I guess honoring legends of Jets past. And, you know, we got to talk to a few of the guys before, uh, before the game starts, and you know, it's guys who were like in their 40s, 50s, uh, you know, early 60s, who can like barely get around. Like they're walking on canes. You know, you clearly see that you know things are a little bit foggy for them. And I and as more of these stories and more of these guys, you know, start to reach the spotlight with how tough life after football can be, I think it's just kind of been uh, an eye opener for players and. You know, I think in the case of guys like Andrew Luck and uh, potentially Aaron Donald and Patrick Willis, you know, you're you're kind of looking back at it and saying, well, you know, especially, especially in the case of Luck and Willis, you're kind of looking at it like, ah, I, I can't really sacrifice more if I want to be able to do the things I want to be able to do, uh, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. I think if you're looking at it from the standpoint of Aaron Donald, maybe he is looking at those guys and saying, I have too much I'm left to be a father, to be a husband, to be, you know, out here on a cane when I'm 40 years old and I can't, you know, do the things that I need to do with my family so that I can support them, not only from a monetary role, but just from a, a human being role as well. If we said Joe Burrow will never make the Super Bowl again, odds favor in which way? Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I think just basically anyone's not, Tom Brady, for the most part, you can say uh, <laughs> the odds are that you're never going to reach the Super Bowl again. And the thing with the Bengals is uh, this team was kind of like a year ahead of schedule, I think, when you look at where the roster is compared to, like, when you think of most Super Bowl uh, contending teams, like, it, it's it's kind of mystifying that they were able to get that far with not only the offensive line play that they kind of suffered through, but uh, it's not like Zach Taylor was really giving them that much of an edge uh, as the playoffs went on, both in terms of, you know, play design and uh, as well, just clock management and game management stuff, which has kind of been an issue all season for them. So 
you know, I, I think when you look at this Bengals team, obviously it's exciting to look at, you know, Joe Burr and Jamar Chase and, you know, for their careers, those are probably going to be guys that break like every single Cincinnati Bengals uh, passing record. But uh, it's it's tough to get back to the Super Bowl unless you're Tom Brady and you sleep on a bed of rabbit's feet and you eat four of these clovers for breakfast every morning. <laughs> Hold on. On the opposite of Aaron Donald, do you believe there's any chance Tom Brady actually plays football again? Uh, yes, because he's crazy. Um, and honestly, you know, I, I kind of think at, at this point, uh, the guy is, what, 44, 45 years old. He just finished, you know, the longest regular season of his career. Just got pummeled by Aaron Donald and Von Miller and Leonard Floyd in the playoffs in a loss where, you know, they got close. I I, I, I can imagine that he probably got together that weekend. It was like, ugh, this doesn't feel so good anymore. Uh, it's taking long for me to recover. I'm just going to call quits while I'm still playing like someone who's worthy of being the MVP because, you know, I think he led the league in, uh, you know, he led the league in passing yards, passing touchdowns. And I saw a pro football focus tweet that he was like second in their uh, quarterback grades for the year too. So it's not like he's, it's not like he's like, he can't play anymore. Uh, He's obviously still one of the great quarterbacks in the league, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but, uh, you know, it hurts to keep going up and going after there and, you know, getting hit and trying to win these games. But, you know, now, now you're, you know, two, three weeks removed from that loss. And you saw that, you know, hey, if the, if the Buccaneers were in that Super Bowl, they have a chance to beat uh, that Bengals team just when you look at the mismatch that they have from the front seven to the offensive line. So, you know, maybe Brady's looking at it. Why don't I get ring number eight? And I'm sure his wife is looking at him saying, because you have seven more already. We talked earlier about last to first, and we threw a few teams out there. Baltimore, because of the ravage with injuries, and Tyler said if Denver would ever get Aaron Rodgers, it didn't seem like anyone else had much of a chance. Talk about the Ravens, because we were talking about the Bengals, and if the Ravens are fully healthy, they're probably the favorite in that division next year over a team that was just in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I think what's amazing about the Ravens season is all the way up until the end of the season, they were in the playoff mix, uh, which is frankly amazing when you look at all the the injuries that they have like this is one of those teams where like if this happened to you in madden you would turn off injuries or probably just quit the franchise <laughs> absolutely sorry because because by the end of the season they had lost lamar jackson too so we're talking about lamar jackson ronnie stanley marlon humphrey uh marcus peters jk dobbins gus edwards you had some other injuries across the offensive line you trade Orlando brown in the offseason uh and then they had, you know, injuries to starting safety like Deshaun Elliott. I mean, it's frankly incredible that, you know, a team got that decimated by injury and was still just, you know, when you go back and look at their season, I think this is what's kind of funny about football in general. Like, you go back and look at a lot of these team seasons where they're close, and you're just like, oh, man, a play here, a play there, and, and this team is in the playoffs. And, you know, that's kind of what makes football so fun. But at the same time, it kind of helps you project that next year. Uh, if you get a Ronnie Stanley that looks like, what he did pre-Achilles, if he can get all these guys back healthy. Uh, plus, you know, you're adding in free agency, you're adding in the draft, and on top of that, a fourth-place schedule uh, because they finished last in the AFC North. That's going to be a reloaded team with a cakewalk schedule, uh, and they're going to have a lot to prove. So I think that as things stand right now, uh, that Ravens team for 2022 is probably going to be one of the most bet-on teams up to win like the AFC North, just looking at their odds. 
Well, he is Charles McDonald. Again, follow him at 4Verts. Charles, as always, we appreciate it. Thanks, Charles. Later. Great stuff. That was a good point we didn't make about the Ravens. Because they finished fourth, they get the other fourth-place yeah. teams uh, with the NFL's cross matchups there. So they don't get to, they don't have to play any other team's right. division winners, which, by the way, that is probably a small reason why we see so many NFL teams that can go from worst to first in their division is your schedule. Because is the schedule's a lot easier. Generally easier. Right. The higher you finish, the harder it is. All right. Coming up next, find out if I won any more chicken races. It's the Press Box on ESPN 1100 and 100.9 FM. we got a chicken race right now, Ed. You're in the middle of one? We're in fourth place with 60 meters to go, and we are falling. We are falling are you fast. Off the, are you off the screen yet? <laughs> We're getting there here in a second. Not a good finish here. This is not good. We were in fourth. I thought we had a shot. And now we're about to fall off the screen with 30 meters to go. Not ideal. Not great. No. It's okay. This is the chicken that won us $50 this morning already. So he can have a oh, bad race. Oh, he's tired. Yeah, he can You're racing him race. again? Oh, yeah. I'm going to put him in another one as soon as this race is over. Jeez. He's going right back in. My goodness. We've got, like, we've got like 20 races lined up this morning. So, And how many will he race in? Uh, he's racing two already. I don't know if I should throw him in another one because he just finished in ninth place. And how long are these races? That one took a minute and 41 seconds. What's the distance? That was 140 meters, which is about half. There's 100 to 200 meters and everything in between. Do you know the distance when you put the chicken in? Yeah, yeah. See, that chicken that just finished in ninth with for us, he ran at 140 meters. The one he won or finished second earlier, he ran at 140 meters. Okay. And there's different terrains. So There so are races on roads. Is a mutter? There are races on dirt. There are races on mud. There are races in grass, snow, sand. Oh, snow would be cool. And track. So you made a little chicken run almost the equivalent of three football fields within, what, a three, four-hour period? Yeah, I'm going to do it again. Get him back out there. Why wouldn't I? What are you talking about? Poor thing's tired. It's, it's, we're, we got to win. We're here to win money on these chicken races. Like, what are we doing here? So he went from first to ninth. Yeah, not ideal. Oh, we'll so have cool. to we'll have to run the analytics after the show. Figure out like we've been tracking like expected finish. Are there chicken injuries? No. Oh, that's well, right. That's a great yet, question. Kind that's of. a great question. Okay, so what you don't know about the chickens, Danny, and what you don't want to know about the chickens, Danny, it hasn't been implemented yet. But every chicken has a talent, and once they get these animations done, the talents will be put into the races. And so there's 12 chickens in a race. We don't know how many, but only a few of them are going to, get to use their talents. Uh, some of the talents is like a walking, mo- uh, moving walkway, like at the airport pops up and your chicken runs <laughs> on that really fast, right? One of them is your chicken just digs and pops up somewhere else on the race course or racetrack. Does, right? it, does it pop up in front of where he dug or can it be anywhere? I assume it's in front. That'd be helpful. Wouldn't be very good if he dug the wrong way. But one of them, uh, your, chicken, your chicken gets a gun. And shoots other chickens. <laughs> Do you get? Oh, there's one that's a at mach- that point. Well, you, your chicken grows like there's another one where your chicken has a machete and it'll chop off another chicken's head. Okay, but do you choose the talent? No, no, no. All chickens' talents. They have one talent. They're auto-generated. We don't. I mean, you can go buy one that has a certain talent if you want it. And yeah, but and we have no idea how often your chicken will use your talent or not. I mean, if you have the gun, aren't you winning every race? You would hope. 
You don't get well. You you're shooting all the chickens. You probably don't shoot all eleven other chickens. Well, I don't you, know. Only, you only shoot the one next to you. Yeah, <laughs> the like, one in front. You probably don't take out every other chicken in the race. Although that would be funny. But yes, no. But the gun is not even one of the best talents. So not you, even one of the best talents. So you can't pick when your chicken uses his talent. It's no, random. it'll be random. Oh, you have no idea. Generated. The race right. starts and you see whether your chicken has his right. talent. Your chicken or not. will. I mean, presumably. Only like one or two chickens is going to use a talent every race. So you've got a less than 10% chance your chicken uses a talent. Presumably. We'll see. Uh, one of the fun ones is called de-evolution, where your chicken turns into a dinosaur. When That would be phenomenal. <laughs> yes! So how many chickens do you have? 41 now. And they'll all have a talent. They all have a talent, yes. But you don't know what it is. We know what they are. Oh, you know the talents. Yeah, we know what the talent oh, We just know don't that. know if they'll use them every okay, week. Okay, so... You know the talents, but the game has not yet yet used any of them. Right. They, the The game has not been. They haven't developed them all to put them in. There's one. There's teleport where your chicken teleports somewhere. There's rollerblades where they get rollerblades. Uh, one of the rarer ones is jetpack where you get a jetpack. Oh, jet that'd pack be nice. You, like you the fly Jetsons. up over them. Yeah, the Jetsons. Uh, there's chicken pult, which <laughs> catapult throws your chicken uh, ahead. Um, I don't know what. Uh, oh, there's anvil. Presumably drops an anvil on another chicken. Um, there's cold snap. I don't know what that means. So you could probably only maybe. take out one other chicken. Right. You're probably not taking you're out, not 11, taking out other like 11 other chickens. Right. What would be the point of that? Then right. you're just going to win the race all the time. Right. So you really hope for one of the talents that moves your chicken forward instead of one that hurts the other chickens. It depends on the scenario. I mean, Did, I want my chicken to turn into a dinosaur. <laughs> that would be awesome. Did the horses ever have talents? No, horses just straight run. They just yeah, run very fast, very straight. All right, let's let's try to quickly get to something baseball related here. First off, do you think we're getting baseball games at the pitchers and catchers? I don't think we're I don't supposed think to we're report getting, today. I, if know, everything had been normal, I always and thought they were going to start before regular season. Now I'm doubting it. I always thought I said that in the very beginning. Oh, don't worry, they won't miss any regular season games. Now I think they might miss regular season games. Like the most positive detail was the owners finally made a counter proposal. And one of the sources to the athletic from the player's side said, well, it wasn't as terrible as we thought it was going to be. That's the most positive <laughs> thing that's been said. Didn't is, they, well, it wasn't that bad. Didn't they okay on a uh, universal DH? They reportedly. Yeah. That they okay. both agreed to that. So, which everybody was like, I think we both benefit from this. So right. Let's do it. Right. Universal DH. Yeah. That's the only thing that we've really seen so far that they've agreed on. Um, but did you see the story about MLB owners saying they shouldn't have to pay minor yeah. leaguers at spring training? And their lawyer argued it is the players that obtain the greater benefit from the training opportunities that are afforded than the clubs who actually just incur the cost of having to provide that training. They literally pulled the... This will look great on your resume move <laughs> on baseball players. That's that's their literal argument is like, because oh, you have nice training facilities, right? Is uh, they're, they're the lawyer that argued this. They went through and they said, listen, if if you were in high school and you paid to have this level of training, this would cost you oh, yeah. thousands of dollars. Travel ball. We're giving sure. you that for free. You should be happy to take advantage of this training, which, by the way, if I'm a player and you tell me, ah, oh, you're not getting paid for spring training because, you know, uh, you're the one at the benefit. I just say, well, I'm not coming. I'll train on my own. I'll be Joe Kelly and throw a ball through my own window. I'll be fine. Mm. Be better than showing up to this. I, we might not get a whole freaking season.